Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes in defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 58 is entitled, No Respecter of Persons. Only absolutes can be truly opposite. Everything else is subject to manipulation, interpretation, and squirming definitions. Our liberal leaders assume that if they can legislate morality, they can control the conscience of a nation, and thus rule the very details of our lives. In our modern world, we create the gods that reflect our standards and clothe them in the royal robes of rebellion, condemning everything that is traditional. Our nation was founded on the united belief by our forefathers that the true God set the standards. It was our forefathers who said, We hold these truths to be self-evident. Self-evident truths means they are absolute, undeviating, and unalterable. Self-evident truths cannot be changed or modified. Among the self-evident truths upon which this nation is founded is the absolute truth that God created us all equal. James, in the New Testament, makes a profound and intriguing statement. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother, and judges his brother, speaketh evil of the law, and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. James 4.11 What does James mean when he says, If thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge? James is not talking about man-made laws, for those are subject to debate. He can only be talking about the absolute laws of God. One of the self-evident truths spoken of by our forefathers in our Declaration of Independence is that all men are created equal. It is irreproachably clear that the full phrase is, all men are created equal by God. Our nation is founded on that self-evident truth. That means it is unalterable. In James' words, if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. In other words, if we judge the law or alter it in any way, we are not a doer of the law, but a judge. To be a judge is to be a critic of the law. A judge has the power to interpret the law according to the dictates of his own conscience or opinions. That means the law is not a self-evident truth. It is debatable, relative, subject to different interpretations. And that is what we are doing to self-evident truths upon which our nation was founded. I speak particularly on the subject of equality. In the Holy Bible, the concept of equality is stated in a profound and unambiguous way. It is described by the phrase, no respecter of persons. The Holy Scriptures make it clear that God is no respecter of persons, and therefore we should be no respecter of persons. The Apostle Peter said, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Acts 10, 34-35 The concept is repeated three times by the Apostle Paul when speaking to the Gentiles, who are new members of the church. Paul, a Jew and former Pharisee, is also, of course, speaking to the Jews. He is addressing the problem of racial tension which existed in the church between the Jews and the new Gentile converts. Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of your inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. 
Colossians 3.24-25 But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first, and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. Romans 2.10-11 And ye masters, do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. Ephesians 6, 9. Implicit in the eternal truth that God is no respecter of persons is the idea that neither should we be a respecter of persons where the law is concerned. James said, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring, in goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and saith unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren, Hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not they blaspheme thy worthy name by the which ye are called? If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin, and are convinced of the law of transgressors. James 2, 1-9 The eternal truth is reinforced by John. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgments. John seven twenty four. The children of Israel were in Egypt for 400 years. In the beginning, they were favored because Joseph was next to Pharaoh in power and authority. The children of Israel were established in the land of Goshen, and though they were under Egyptian law, because of the high position of Joseph, they were able to establish their own religious practices. When Joseph died, that changed, and they became slaves to the Egyptians. When Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt, the Lord established a theocracy, Moses being the prophet called by the Lord. It differed from the pre-Egyptian days by one important principle. Before, it was a patriarchal system. First there was Abraham, then Isaac, and then Jacob, who became Israel. It was Jacob and his twelve sons who first settled in the land of Egypt. However, a huge modification of government occurred which has a found effect on our own form of government in the United States. Moses was commanded to establish a judge chosen from among the people by the people from among all the twelve tribes, making it a sort of theocratic republic. We differ, of course, in that ours is a democratic republic. We do not accept a state religion. However, we are alike in that we have a strong constitution, and we select our judges from the people. Early Israel had a set of laws based on the Ten Commandments. Our laws are based on the Ten Commandments. For the children of Israel, which had only one religion, it was a perfect form of government, and undoubtedly will be a model for the form that Christ will set up when he returns during the millennium. What is significant here is the strict instructions that were given to the judges. The following are taken, obviously, from the Old Testament in the books of Chronicles, Deuteronomy, and Leviticus. 
And he set judges in the land throughout all the fenced cities of Judah, city by city, and said to the judges, Take heed what ye do, for ye judge not for man, but for the Lord, who is with you in the judgment. Wherefore, now let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take heed and do it. For there is no iniquity with the Lord our God, nor respect of persons, nor taking of gifts. Second Chronicles 19, 5-7 Three thousand years of wisdom should count for something. We should come down hard on any president, senators, congressmen, judges, lawyers, or constabulary, or jurors who take bribes or gifts or special privileges. It is an act of treason to justice, to law, and to our democratic republic. And I charged your judges at that time, saying, Hear the causes between your brethren, and judge righteously between every man and his brother, and the stranger that is with him. Ye shall not respect persons in judgment, but ye shall hear the small as well as the great. Ye shall not be afraid of the face of man, for the judgment is God's, and the cause that is too hard for you, bring it unto me, and I will hear it. Deuteronomy 1, 16-17 Again, we have borrowed from the laws of the ancient Israelites, and the cause that is too hard for you bring it to me, and I will hear it. Our court system is set up on the same principle. Judges and officers shalt thou make thee in all thy gates, which the Lord thy God giveth thee throughout thy tribes, and they shall judge the people with just judgment. Thou shalt not rest judgment, Thou shalt not respect persons, neither take a gift, for a gift doth blind the eyes of the wise, and pervert the words of the righteous. That which is altogether just shalt thou follow, that thou mayest live and inherit the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Deuteronomy 16, 18-20 Imagine how things would improve if we strictly enforce those laws. 1. Judge the people with just judgment. 2. Thou shalt not rest judgment. To rest judgment means to turn or twist or modify it from its original meaning. Isn't that what the left has done with our First and Second Amendments? 3. Thou shalt not respect persons. And 4. Thou shalt not take a gift. For a gift doth blind the eyes of the wise and pervert the words of the righteous. Notice the blessing. Inherit the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. How many of us see America as our promised land, the land which the Lord our God gave us? Certainly our forefathers viewed America that way, the pilgrims who came to America, all those who came to America seeking religious freedom. Ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment. Thou shalt not respect the person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty, but in righteousness shalt thou judge thy neighbor. Leviticus 19.15 the concept of no respecter of persons became part of their cultural wisdom handed down through the ages. In Proverbs we read, These things also belong to the wise. It is not good to have respect of persons in judgment. Proverbs 24:23. Let's apply those principles to our own modern culture. Color of skin, race, religion, gender, wealth, power, education, birth, privileges, poverty, and intelligence. Title, nothing can elevate one person above another as it relates to the laws of the land. And our law should reflect that principle that all men are created equal and that government can be no respecter of persons. That is the only solution to racial tension. 
When President Biden selected our next Supreme Court justice strictly on race and gender, regardless of the other qualifications, he violated the fundamental principles upon which this nation is founded. Change the color to white and the sex to a white male, would it have been acceptable? No. There would have been an uproar and a cry of white supremacy. What is the difference? There is none. It violates the principles of all men are created equal. Thou shalt have no respecter of persons with government, and thou shalt not rest judgment. We must understand that the very criteria upon which the Supreme Court Justice was nominated would have been the same criteria that would have excluded her only a few years ago. It was immoral then, and it is immoral now. The criteria must be strictly based on qualifications for office, regardless of race, color, or gender. Lady Justice is blind for a reason, and she must keep her blindfold on. I was born in 1942 in the South. I know firsthand the evils of racial discrimination. You cannot erase racial discrimination by transferring your racial hatred from one race to another. No respecter of persons means no respecter of persons. That is the only clear solution. Anything other than that violates the principles upon which our nation was founded. We cannot allow yesterday's evils to be repeated. The tension among races will be assuaged when we eliminate all racial inequality. When everyone can pursue life, liberty, and happiness on its own terms and not have to worry about race or religion or color or gender or privilege, that is the only solution. Equality pre-exists. It was created by God. It is not created by man or by government or by law. Any modification of the truth that we are created equal by God corrupts the very meaning of equality and creates division, special interest, favored citizens, racial tension, division, tribalism, civil unrest, hatred, and contention. As a nation, we can never take our eyes off the self-evident truth that God, not government, created equality. Originally, our government was founded on self-evident truths. Our modern world, however, is founded on the principle that old standards are outdated and new standards are progressive. We condemn the Christian God and replace him with up-to-date gods that are more agreeable to our lifestyles. We have disconnected common sense from absolute law and attached it to any outcry against human rights, legalized pleasures, and legislated prurience. There are no leaders in Washington today in either party who could build our former Republican form of government. Imagine clearing our Independence Hall of 1776 and replacing it with the Congress of 2022. There never would have been a United States of America. They cannot even restore that which has been lost because they no longer have the vision. To restore former freedom, they would have to know what freedom is. William Shakespeare's King Lear said to the blind Gloucester, Get thee glass eyes, and like a scurvy politician seem to see the things thou dost not. Those with a wavering conscience and weary wills may follow the easier path to their future disappointment, but the vast majority of the people of this nation, though asleep, are greater than the strongest tyrants and weakest wills, and right will prevail. But I dread the loss of freedom and the suffering that falls in between while they yawn and stretch and stumble in confusion. Our politicians, though ignorant of liberty, understand propaganda and personal power very well. To assuage the grumbling mob made dependent by entitlements, they cry out against tyranny with sweltering words and wallowing filibuster, but organize no attack, form no plan, create no opposition, and take no stand. They don't do anything. They merely wish to be seen as if they were doing something. 
Can you even imagine putting the fate of America during the Revolutionary War in the hands of modern-day Washington? Those Calibans in office would argue on the street corner for freedom while becoming dependent for our energy upon the enemy, making them richer and us poorer. They would open our borders while closing their eyes and crying. Freedom, heyday, heyday, freedom, freedom, heyday, freedom. I realize that I've used the words of Milton before, which he put in the mouths of Belial. But oh, how well they fit modern-day Washington. With words clothed in reason's garb. They, like Belial, preach. Ignobilese and peaceful sloth. We cannot restore our liberty until we accept the self-evident truth that God, not government, created us equal. That God is no respecter of persons, and neither should our executive branch, our legislative branch, or our judicial branch on the national level, or state level, or local level, and indeed until all of us become no respecter of persons. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.